I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Thing about a big, long, thin one next. Long, thin, bendy, yeah. bendy one. A weird-looking one. Hello, I'm the main character of 20 Minute Tips, <laughs> and on this podcast we're going to talk about two Celtic games. I brought two friends along with me to help, Martin Melly and Stephen Arbuckle. Would you like to say hello? <laughs> yes, hello. I would. Hello, would... hello main character. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of the new intro? Am I supporting character? <laughs> there, I take it right. I'll, I'll, he I'll still didn't give us his name, did he? Jamie. Well, it's going, to, it's, going to be, it's going to be underneath here anyway. It's going to be underneath here anyway. For anyone that's watching on YouTube, and if you're listening on your usual podcast platform, feel free to check us out on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. And as usual, patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tims is where you can support the podcast. However, more important things to discuss than character roles and Patreon and all that sort of stuff. Melly, first away win since St. Valentine's Day. I'm in love. Oh, it was a good one and a, a much needed one. The, the thing about... This one was, you can always improve on performances. The performance wasn't the best, but you can't improve on results. And from what we've seen of Celtic this season, every game we've won, we've kind of won convincingly. We've never went behind in a game and come back to winning the league. We've Mm. never drawn level and then went on to win the game in the league. So it was good to see Celtic fight against a bit of adversity and grind a result out because we've seen the good football this season, but we need to win these games and that's what we've done yesterday. And you needed it, didn't you, Stephen? I mean, the, the pressure was on. Yeah, well, to to paraphrase the song that was ringing out round Petaudry, that was the day that we won away mm. finally. And yeah, it it doesn't say too much going forward. It it doesn't answer all the questions, but it at least proves that on a one off basis, Celtic are capable of doing that. They're yeah. capable of, as Melly said, just going and forcing a win, just finding a win out of somewhere. Because I'll be honest, as soon as Aberdeen equalised in that game, I thought, oh, here we go, here, mm. another absolutely disastrous result, and. My mind started going to where we can possibly go from here because we've just we've not had that question, as I say, not quite answered yet, but we've not even really addressed it this season. No. Can we come through a wee bit of adversity? So it's it's good. I mean, it's it's fellow strugglers, if you like, mm. Aberdeen, but they were right up for it. They've got players like Scott Brown in the, in their team who are aren't going to aren't going to sit back and take it off Celtic. So it's a, a fine result to get a much much needed win. And it keeps us in an even queue because another thing, we're about to go into an international break as well. Imagine having dropped points ahead oh, of another international break, having two weeks to stew on how bad Celtic are. So at least we don't have that. I mean, you need to try and stop yourself 
tying yourself in knots with the points you're trying to make when you're doing these podcasts and when you're following Celtic. You know, we said last week, my big thing was, and it has been for a couple of weeks, you need to try and find a way to win these games. I and you can have your rebuild, but we must also win the games. And that means some games are not going to be pretty. Some games are not going to be the best. They're all going to be four or five nil. And I think this kind of falls into the ugly win category, Melly. Yeah, it does. And it, it, on Sunday, well, yesterday, it just shows you, like, even just having Kyogo McGregor back, mm. it gave us two options off the bench then. And that's sort of what changed the game. A Yeti and Rogic come on. I don't know if a Yeti touched the ball, but Tom Rogic had a hand in the goal and Kyogo out in that left-hand side. So the changes did sort of swing it Celtic's way, even though they weren't playing that well. So we just seen these wee differences make a huge difference in the long term. And Celtic got that win. It wasn't pretty, it was, wasn't great, that could have swung either way, but we got the win, we got that monkey off the back, and now it needs to be the start of something. It felt like that sort of Ronnie Dyla game where Virgil van Dijk scored uh, mm. away mm, to Aberdeen yeah. late on when Celtic had 10 men. Incidentally, do you know where we were watching that? No. We were in Manchester that weekend, we mean we were at the Man, Man United Palace oh, game. Oh yeah, I mean that oh, Man U game was? was a faff to get tickets for, <laughs> I had to join a club and then I had to pay for the tickets. And then was it not a boring game, was it not 1-0? It's 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, but it felt like that Ronnie Dyla game, we right, right, as everybody behind it now, so Celtic now need to go on a, a win of games because after this international break, there's two French Faros games, but I think there's four or five league games Hibs away is the toughest one, but the rest of them are all winnable. And Celtic have now been to Pataudry, they've been to Tynecastle, Livingston, and Ibrooks. That's four tough, the four of the tougher away games. So this needs to be the start of a run and build some momentum going into November, December time up to January. Is Melly setting himself up for a fall here, though, Stephen? Because saying now we've won one way away game, we just need to. It needs to be the start of something. Is that maybe thinking that this progress is just going to be a constant upward curve? Well, it never is, is it? It's, it's no. never. This, this is why I'm keen to say that it hasn't answered all the questions. It's merely it's it's a positive just now. Whether it leads to anything more positive going forward, I don't know yet. Because I said that after the Betis game, I said, "Well, do you know what? Might have lost that game, but there are so many positives we can take from that game, and it's so encouraging going forward." And then since then, we've thrown well, or was it Living? Both didn't Livingston and in the yeah. United. So, so it's not these games don't don't signal the start of just just like a, a complete run of 100% wins. But all it does, again, it, it's the point I made up first, is all it does is prove that we can you, actually, are capable of doing that. And it's inside the club, isn't it? It's inside the dressing room. You can't have this constant downer. You can't have like players, because the, the more we start to lose these games, the more we start to lose points, it's just inevitable that sooner or later, cracks will start appearing and the trust that the players have got in the manager. And, uh, you know, there was periods in that game for sure where I'm looking at it going, these players are no really either comfortable or have the confidence to do what's being asked mm-hmm. them, I'm not sure. We, we looked really disjointed still for for long parts of that game. I, thought, I think it's a confidence thing, uh, to be honest. I think some of the players aren't going to be up to it long term, but in the short term, we've already seen when we're winning 4-5-0, these players all want to get on the ball, but it's when we have that wee bit of adversity where Aberdeen get a goal, and it, it was from a set piece, but they were playing pretty well at the time, yeah. Aberdeen, and you sort of felt, oh, if they were coming in it towards the end of the sec- uh, the first half. But Celtic have had that adversity and they dug in, they dug in, and some players I felt were just trying to take the easy option instead of making those wee passes where a confident player would, would do that. But some players just are a level above that and made things happen for them, like Tom Rogic. Adam Montgomery showing great character, getting in there after not having another great game as mm. well. 
David Turnbull's had a rough time at recently and he sort of thought he was a lot better than this game. Yeah. So Celtic stepped up and now when they've got a game like this and you need to recall on something, we've got this game to recall on, we can go, do you know what, we dug deep there and got that result there. So going forward, we've got this now, we need to use it to our advantage. Do you know what one thing I noticed about having Kyogo back in the team, apart from all the positive you know, attributes he offers and the closing down and helping with the shape of the team and all that, he has a lot of faith in his teammates to make the pass. And that's one thing I notice lacking sometimes, especially with some of the younger players like um, Montgomery, for example, done it a few times in the game. Like you, you give the ball to somebody and you kind of don't have any confidence that they're going to be able to give you the ball back. Whereas Kyogo always thinks, right, if I... So when that cross came in for the goal, he's like, right, I reckon this guy, I reckon he'll put it to the back post for me. And then gambles on it coming into the back post and he wins on it. And he doesn't get the ball all the time, but Kyogo's always making the run. He's always anticipating that his teammate will be able to find him. Perpetual motion for Kyogo mm. at times. It's, again, I, I don't want to use this as a, a means to have a go at a Yeti, but it's just completely different. Oh. Completely different having him in the team. We look a, like a Yeti a, kills that team. He yeah. kills the team. <laughs> so I, do, I don't want to be as harsh as that, but you are 100% right. He I, I can't 100%. disagree with that. <laughs> I, think, yeah, I don't <laughs> want to be harsh. No, I just, I, I, what, I mean is, <laughs> what you mean is you're too much of a shite back to say yourself. What I mean is that I couldn't ever imagine myself I, saying it as bluntly as that, but now that you've said that, I do completely agree <laughs> with you. He's, He's just he just doesn't fit just doesn't fit at all and it's even even when he comes off the bench he just it disappears man he's been off the bench in the last couple of games and barely touched the ball in either one of them mm. but on Kyogo just that just a tremendous player to have about even when he's not scoring goals he hasn't scored in every game although not far Very off much. it but he mm. just it gives us a completely different dimension he, he and McGregor do actually they, they both add so much to this Celtic team it's were you, ha- were you happy with the midfield near Bitton dropped in there raised a few eyebrows pre-match it seems to me that um, he's sort of displaced James McCarthy a wee bit Maybe. I think I wonder if Ange, it's something that we discussed on the, the Tactics Board podcast a couple of seasons ago and it's a podcast that we do on the Patreon where we scout players and we look at opposition players and we also look at the players we've brought in and I think a season ago we tried to scout, we sent a scout out to find a replacement for Scott Brown and we were talking about how you might want to replace Scott Brown and one of the things that came up was, well, we've kind of got near bit on who's this sort of combative defender come midfielder. He's no so good as a central defender. We know what he offers. He doesn't have those defensive instincts. Yeah, but he's like pretty strong. He's, he's decent on the ball and could he maybe be an option in there as a sort of midfield, combative, defensive midfielder? And that's kind of what he was put in for against Aberdeen. Short term possibly But long term I don't think so I don't want to see him ever at centre half again He's only going to be a, a stopgap for me right well, we now We said on the previous show that him and Roderick and Ralston Are good examples of players that If you just hang about long enough You become a first team pick at yeah, Celtic and that, that's what we've been talking about for years It's not Celtic not replacing players That I always speak about that Chipping away a quality mm. And that these guys find themselves still in the squad And then back in the team when, How do you think he'd done on the day? He was all right. I think Ange did switch it up a wee bit and had McGregor and him sitting with Turnbull ahead instead of McGregor and the two ahead. And Celtic worked it so that when we were out of in possession, it was Beaton sitting with McGregor going the left and Turnbull on the right. And I thought Turnbull played a lot, a lot better on that right-hand side because he's naturally right-footed and that's where he gets the well, assist from. It's interesting you should mention that, just not to veer too much away from the Beaton thing, but do you think that was a, a tactical thing? Because the last couple of weeks we've spoken about Abada his delivery's a bit poor, can really beat a man, but I thought Turnbull's delivery for the right-hand side was was really good, and I wonder if that's a wee tactical tweak Ange brought in to go, do you know what, Turnbull, you take responsibility for delivery for the right because a bad needs a bit of help out there. 
Quite possibly. I think it might just be more a thing of Turnbull and Rogic just wasn't working. No, no, and no I mean, that yeah. is for sure. So when Turnbull's out there, he's on that right foot and he can swing in those early balls. And on the other side, McGregor, naturally left-footed, can get it in there. I'm, I'm still not... The balance of the midfield isn't right. Out of possession, Beaton and McGregor, it was all right. But we're still not enough players shown for the ball when we're playing out from the back. There's too many. And I think this is, again, the confidence thing. Too many players just happy for the centre-halves to stay on mm. it. And we've seen it in the Leverkusen game. There was about 30 seconds where Joe Hart was just stood there with a the ball. It was oh, crazy. Oh, my so, God. We'll talk about that. was absolutely brutal. There was stuff in this game as well. I mean, I was watching the game and I was doing some tweeting from the 20-minute times. There's a period in this game, maybe 20 minutes before the end, where everyone's just static before the yeah. goal came. Everyone's static. And I don't know what Ange's telling the players, right? But I know it's not that. I don't know about that. No. I know it's <laughs> everybody stands still because that was, you're watching it and you're, you're going, what, the f- what is going on here? We need somebody to try and beat a man, somebody to take a man on, somebody that, to try the difficult thing. That's where I think the confidence thing comes uh-huh. into it because uh-huh. if, if guys like that, it's when Cal McGregor steps up and goes, do you know what? If I lose the ball, I'll take that. But there's a, certain players who don't do that, who maybe aren't as confident as that, maybe aren't as experienced as that, maybe just don't have the mental strength to do that. So, we're really lacking in the, that midfield. We're struggling to get the right balance. I still think McCarthy, McGregor and Turnbull could work if they were all fit, but hopefully we use this international break to up that. But there's still um, an imbalance in there. And as well, with Ralston and Montgomery coming into there to help out mm-hmm. as the inverted fullbacks, they give the ball away too much, as seen in the Leverkusen yeah. game. So it, I mean, we'll get to, some of the stuff we're going to talk about in this game, Stephen, is just repeated in the Leverkusen game. Ralston's won them, but did you want something to say? Yeah, the on beat on the midfielder. Now, beat on has been good in midfield in the past for Celtic. Is, we're going back a long way, though, is the, is the only problem. <laughs> long, well, that, that's my point. It's like, it's it's almost at the a fit and firing Griffiths thing. Like yeah. a fit and firing Beaton is a good midfielder. But the, you a testimonial soon? <laughs> I know. The, the problem with Beaton always was. Well, never was that he wasn't a talented player, but it was that he, when playing with Scott Brown at the time, the two of them slowed the ball down too much yeah. right back then when they played together. Now, we don't necessarily play in that same style, but we beat on moving back into <laughs> midfield. Now that we're five years on from that, is that is that problem going to have gone away? I highly doubt yeah. it. So if, I think what we would find that he, he is good to come in and maybe shore things up a bit because quite simply it wasn't working with, with Beaton and Rogic, um, sorry, Turnbull and Rogic together. It just wasn't I'm, working. I mean, I'm but, s- I, I'd been saying this podcast for a couple. I'm sick of Tom Rogic, man. He's, <laughs> me and him are finished. Yeah, but the, <laughs> just to finish up on Beaton, what, what I mean is that what we'd probably find is that he could come in and do quite well in these games, shore things up a wee bit, but long term, I just don't see yeah. it, it being a, a, a long term option for a team that purports on the surface of things to move the ball really quickly. It's all constant movement. Not do you put Beaton into that? Then I don't. I, mean, I don't think so. If you're looking for a play, if you're looking for a player to break up the game. Right, and and we're looking at Beton or maybe McCarthy to break up the game. You just need to look across at Aberdeen. They had they, they had a guy absolutely sensational at breaking up the game. Bobby Madden <laughs> done an absolutely brilliant job yeah. uh, of being honestly. See for a guy that wants to be a celebrity referee with his podcast appearances and his Instagram account. Just be good at your job first. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be absolutely shy at your job. He was awful. Now I, I saw um, Alan tweet uh, Celtic by numbers. He was saying. Very rarely does a team in possession have more fills than the team out of possession. I had a wee look at the stats and Celtic had 62% possession and we occurred 27 fills. Aberdeen only got 10. There was periods in that game, I don't know what it felt like for you watching it, Melly, for the stands, where every time an Aberdeen Celtic went near an Aberdeen player, they hit the deck and Madden blew for it. 
Yeah, it was very frustrating and look, Madden, Madden was at it and I, I don't expect any less, but mm. Celtic need to be more savvy, they need to be more streetwise. Again, it comes back to this team of we guys. If we are going to play the way Ange wants to play and press like that, you cannot be pressing like Jota and Abada where where you've got a fullback in the co- in the corner, push them back. You can't put your body near him. Just stand off and push him back because as soon as you touch him, he's going to do, go down. And it just takes the whole pressure off. They take ages to take the free kick. They bring it everybody forward. It was all over the pitch though. It wasn't just Jota and Abada. It was absolutely everywhere. Every time we went near an Aberdeen player, he yeah, was that, blown for it. That's fine and I, I take that on board. But Celtic need to be more streetwise. Near Beaton was, apart from Joe Hart, the most experienced player out in that pitch, mm. age-wise, um, maybe McGregor aside, he gave away stupid fouls, like on the back of players, getting the wrong side, the same things we've been having a go at Sorrow for. You can't do it because Celtic, the way Ange wants to play, it's constant in teams' faces, mm. but you can't get that close because teams will go down and it'll happen in Europe as well. As soon as you touch somebody, they'll go down, alleviates the pressure, goes back and then it loses the crowd as well. Yeah. Whereas if you're just harrying somebody that we touch away from them and then showing them into difficult angles, they'll make mistakes through passing rather than giving away free mm. kicks. And Celtic, well, Madden and every other ref, we're going to get it all season. We've seen the Rangers-Hibs game. We're not going to get anything unless mm. we do it ourselves. So we need to be more smarter, I think. Do you want, to, want to see, Stephen? You know, I don't normally advocate for this sort of thing, but this season that it's been... I mean, we saw Madden in the Hearts game as well. Not just against Bobby Madden, the standard of refereeing, it's abysmal. And there's, there's talk about they want to bring in VAR. <laughs> I know, you're, it'd be the same. Aye. Dumplings, as I put it politely, because <laughs> I want to get the, the YouTube pass, whatever you get, right? Why are we giving these referees television screens to look at when the thing's happening right in front of them and they still can't <laughs> get the decision? It'd be the same guys looking at it. So maybe park the VAR and spend the money on professional quality referees. But, I mean, that was an abysmal performance. Yeah, so that old, is it the, the old quote, in relation to Real Madrid having sold Makaleli and brought in Beckham, it was like it's basically like applying another coat of paint to a car that doesn't have any engine in yeah. it. So it's like an effect given referees TV screens to look at when they can't do their job in the first place. Seems like I, I don't know. Can I get in your windows fixed when there's no foundation? I, I, I it's don't just know. A, it's just going to be that one. Will it? guys, we're going to need to be smarter about how we do this because that TV's there and we can't do, <laughs> keep doing what we're doing. It's, it was very frustrating to watch that, that game yesterday as well. And it's all the major incidents, but it's the small things as well. You don't yeah. get anything. I mean, I, I was talking just before we, we turned the mics on, I was talking about a very admittedly minor detail, but it does my head in. So there was one moment late on where Ramsey is, I think basically kind of wasting time a wee bit. Calvin mm. Ramsey, who had a, I mean, he's, he seems like quite a good player. Yeah, one a of those player. touchy games, yeah. So he. Do you hear Stephen Glass's conspiracy theory about it? No. It was was it you that mentioned this in the? Yeah. That's when I heard this. I'll let you tell the story then. He said during the week that it's funny how uh, Calvin Ramsey's linked with Man United on approaching the Celtic game as if the Celtic are in cahoots with the newspapers and Man United. <laughs> Unsettle this player in October. Like, I need Brilliant. Yeah. I, I see what he means. Absolute genius there. This goes all the way to the top. Alex Ferguson. <laughs> yeah. Alex Ferguson pulling strings. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and what's his name? Ed Woodward. Yeah. But Alex Ferguson, who is also an Aberdeen legend. Yeah, he's working <laughs> against Aberdeen. So there's, there was one moment where Ramsey was about to take a, th- a throw in and he did that thing where he pretended he was about to throw it and then no one showed for it so he, he stole another five yards and then he did that again and then no one was coming he's acting all frustrated and he stole another five yards and then by the time he actually took it he'd stolen about 12, 13 yards or something like that and the ref let it go on the very same side within about six minutes of that 
Adam Montgomery went to take a throw in. He went to move one step, and the, the ref blew, blew yeah. his whistle and told him to it's, stop there. It's tiny detail, but I was but absolutely look, doing my head I, in. I'm not being a I'm not being a conspiracy theorist here, right? I'm not saying this is what's happening. However, remember there was that refereeing scandal in Italy many years ago. But all the rest were braved and all that sort of right. stuff. Right? Mobbed up refs. Yeah, yeah. mobbed yeah. up refs. The way they would influence games was that they wouldn't just march out in the middle of the pitch and give the star striker a red card. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was all that. It was what they would do is if it was a 50 50, they would give it Juve's way. Point shaving. You know what yeah. I mean? It's all that sort of stuff. And I'm not saying these refs are out to influence games against Celtic, but they have got something. There's a mentality there where you're like, oh, can I let Celtic get away with that? Can I let Celtic get away with that? And Every time these have a it seemed like every two seconds he wants to be a superstar, Bobby Madden. Who's that ref? And uh, uh, Dean. He wants to be. He wants to be Mike Dean. <laughs> Did you see him at the weekend? Actually, when Pep Guardiola was having a meltdown. Guardiola was having a meltdown about somebody. It should have been sent off. Or yeah, Milner. yeah, Milner should have been sent off, and it was Mike Dean who was the fourth official. And Mike Dean was like chewing, chewing gum and telling him very, very theatrically, calm down, calm <laughs> down and all that. Well, Pep was absolutely having a berkey. I don't want Celtic to calm down though. I want to see, I don't know I'm advocate for this, but I want to see surrounding refs. Ah, do you know what? I, I want to see, I want to see Callum McGregor over there. I want to see a couple of the players over surrounding the refs. Are we Pep, too nice? Is that, yeah, is that I think we're too nice. Too, too soft? I, I, I think we are too nice, too soft. Speaking of soft, uh, the equaliser was very soft. Yeah, it was a one from a set piece again. A corner. It was a good delivery from Ramsey. Who oh, I don't I don't know about too much about him, but seeing him in the flesh, he's a really good player. But he liked winding up the Celtic fans. Looks and, a hundred. Ah, he's a hun face. He blew boots <laughs> on, but I don't know if he's Aberdeen born and bred or whatever. But he's a good player, so keep an eye on him. But it was a decent delivery in Montgomery's on the post. Joe Hart. It's a difficult one for him, but it's again. Near Beaton is beaten by Lewis Ferguson, just soft again from Celtic. Beat, ah. It hit his shoulder, aye, but the guy's getting ahead of Near Beaton. It shouldn't be happening. And look, it's another one to add into. Oh, we conceded from a set piece again, but it's one guy not doing his job. Just do you think, mark him. Do you think Joe Hart should have cleared Montgomery? Montgomery's just getting Joe Hart's. Montgomery is four foot five, and Joe Hart is seven foot eight. You just, I mean, I know they're in the same team, right? But you just clear them out, don't you? <laughs> try to picture that oh, yeah. those dimensions there. but yeah that's where having the guy on the post that everyone mm. everyone really like there's a clamour for having a guy in the post yeah. everybody's screaming out for it all the time pointless that's when it becomes a hindrance because mm. granted it's very specific circumstances this it flew in just under the bar into the very top corner now the guy on the post at five foot I don't know what is five foot seven or something Montgomery mm. I'm not sure even if he has an Above average standing leap at about two foot, he's still not going to get his head on the ball at the, the, the it's, crossbar. It's not going to happen. So there's that 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 weak spot there where the ball can just go in unchallenged. If he wasn't there, Joe Hart catches it. In yeah. my opinion, there's a bit of confusion. I'm not blaming, blaming Montgomery at all because of the laws of physics and all that. He just couldn't get to the ball. He can't jump high enough. But Joe Hart probably should have taking control of the situation, yeah. taking it out of Montgomery's hands, well, <laughs> well, figuratively, put it in his own hands, really, Joe, and just cleaned them out. Joe Hart made a couple of good saves in the game. Uh, yeah. we're, we're starting to get used to that for Joe Hart. Um, there was a chance where the ball sort of looked over his head a wee bit. I thought he was a bit iffy for that chance. I definitely thought he should have cleared Montgomery out, but just having the player on the post, that's something that's kind of been long proven as almost pointless. Hmm. That the, Especially uh, the front post, I think back post, sorry, because it can go back that way but a front post one the keeper should be covering yeah. that also you're more effectively going to defend the situation with that extra player in the box marking somebody blocking a run or whatever you know yeah. or, or even having him up the pitch occupying somebody so I think going forward I think 
I don't know if Montgomery just tried to make himself useful. He didn't have a specific calling instruction. He tried to make himself useful, and he ended up there. It's one of those ones as well. It's not as if it's a clean header. It was strange seeing it. It was right in front of us, but because it hits Ferguson's shoulder, it sort of loops up and it's sort of slow motion. Yeah, like, yeah. Why did nobody stop that? But then watching it again, like, well, somebody could have stopped it and it was near Beton for me. He's got to do better when he's man-marking a guy who he's much bigger than. Jota eventually got the winner for Celtic. Did you have faith? <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, one of those ones where you were struggling to see where Celtic were going to create the chance from because two shots on target, yeah. two goals. And, and we got that way as the game ended. I know Ange sort of was like, I praised the players for trying at the end. I don't know if they, I mean, they, 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 we got the breakthrough, but there wasn't an awful lot of taking players on, losing the ball, taking players on, losing the ball, making runs, moving. It was all very static, like, shit, what did we do here? Eventually the breakthrough came because was it Montgomery that beat his man? I can't quite remember how the goal unfolded. Yeah, Rogic gets it on the edge of the box. It was well worked from Celtic. They worked across and waited for the run. And this is where Angie's system comes in because a fullback would normally be wider, but he's in there and Aberdeen sort of let him go and nobody follows him. He gets in there and fair play to the boy. I thought again, Leverkusen, he was poor this game. He's just passing was poor again, but he puts the ball across and he could have just had a wild shot there or he could have tried mm. to test the keeper but he, he played it smart and he played it for Jota Jota who burst his arse to get in I think when the, uh, Montgomery gets the ball he's outside the box so he burst his arse to get in there his family stop were saying in, bust his arse <laughs> <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> his uh, family were in the stand apparently so he was trying to impress them but it was a great finish and it was just one of those ones where we needed something there somebody yeah. to come up with a bit of magic or a bit of composure when didn't look like we we're going to find a breakthrough. And look, that's, I know you said you're finished with Rogic. I said it at the start of the season as well, but it can be effective when coming on in these games mm. like that. Playing 90 minutes at Pataudry is probably not for Tom Rogic anymore, but that wee pass, there's not many players in the team that yeah. can make that. Oh, very good. He comes on and plays one pass. And he's, he's every, <laughs> the Scott Allen clause. I know, he's, he's everyone's pal again. Uh, the, the position Montgomery took up to get the, the ball across, we've seen Greg Taylor in there a few times, so obviously is a thing they're, yeah. they're working on and gradually players are getting used to it. But as you say, fair play to Montgomery because... I would go even further and say he's had a nightmare recently. Yeah. I think he's been very, very poor. And he's, he's a young guy and we keep, we've got to expect it from him because he's not going to be Never the finished Never in a million years would Adam Montgomery be playing left-back for Celtic at the moment under no, normal no, circumstances. Definitely, definitely not. But the... I think he's. I think he's been poor. We can only. I'm not judging the guy fully, but we can only. Kind of, like it. <laughs> we can only talk about what's in front of us in, in a game by game basis. And there's no getting away from it. I think he has been poor. Unfortunately, it has now sparked the kind of tiresome debate as to whether he's a left back or not. And I'm like, well, I just, is that the main thing? Because it's like he said he's a left back, and said he's a left back. Like, it's a, you see a lot of people saying, "Oh, he's never a left back. He's obviously a winger." But he's he's not that good at taking players on. But and he's also, no getting yeah. tricking them. So. Also. How shite must bowling goalie be? <laughs> I hate to bring the guy up every week, but now we've gotten to the point where we're reaching back to Adam Montgomery. Sales as we well, need a, we need to start asking questions. We need a jingle for yeah. the how shite is bowling goalie segment on the podcast. Uh, I mean, Jesus, man. Um, back to Jota, six and a half million. He's a player, isn't he? He, he is, is a player. He is, and now comes the, the debate as well over whether we should pay that for him. I saw people saying, oh, we need to get the deal done straight away and all that in Jota and, and people are saying he's not worth 6.4 million and I'm like, so we, we demand these options to mm. buy our loans but we don't want to pay it but I'm, I'm like joking about I, I, what I've seen online but that is the going rate for a player like that. See, be honest, today's money, like, 6.4 million. Cup, take your earphones off a sec. 
Joe is a player Paddy Roberts wishes he was. <gasps> oh, goodness me! That's fact. No, I know. I know a lot of people are going to. I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me here. Weird looking wee guy. He looks. <laughs> yes, quite, quite a good. He looks forty. He does look forty, and everyone's raving about his hair. Mental hair. Mm. I've not seen it. I mean, it is mental. His hair's met. I mean, it's mental, Jota. It's like when Zorovsky first came. And he had the weird hair, and then after a couple of months, the Celtic players obviously got around the. Ah, uh, the duck thing. You need <laughs> see that. I think we're going to see that with Jota. He's going to get a skin fade soon, nah, just like every stick, other. Stick with it, you man. Was there something on Mars attacks Jota? Then I know he must blow dry that before every match. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um, but he's a, he is the player Paddy Roberts wishes he was. Melly, isn't he? Say yes. Eh, uh, well, he could be, but it's a very, very early to be saying that. Uh, good bit older than Roberts was when he when he signed for Celtic. Right enough, wasn't he? Roberts was only been a bit. 18 or something like that yeah, I, was I, I just want to see more of him I think he can impress in some games but I don't know I want to see six months of him because I want to see how he gets on when it gets to those sort of games where there's sticky patches where Celtic aren't mm. playing well and we'll play it to the white players and expect him to do something I, I think he has got the tricks in him I think he has been better than a badder so far he's just not got the goals yet but we need to see a bit more consistency from him because there's plenty of times in games where he does absolutely nothing for mm, long yeah. spells and look, that winger that's going to happen <laughs> you're googling George Michael songs there <laughs> I'll put it put it down there if it's Just obvious like, yeah, fucking, never mind about what I'm googling <laughs> 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 did I throw you off Melly? no I was finished but you were just you came in after I need that, to so. get that I need to get that gag in there if, look. What, yeah, we, all, we can all feel it when there's a gag building you simply have to yeah, just get it out go. there so we can all move on from I, I start wiggling in my chair <laughs> not like a dog waiting to go for a walk <laughs> can I help myself <laughs> uh, uh, I've completely lost track I'm going to bring it on track before we need an edit so yeah for me I think Jota is one of the bright sparks in this team I'm quite happy that we've secured the, the loan to buy option because the, at the end of the season hopefully there's no debate about oh god we're going to lose this guy we need to try and get him back again there's a bit of security there's no need to just dive in straight away no. and do it maybe with a guy like Arthur Boric back in the time because you thought well this is a keeper and it's 800,000 mm-hmm. but with this one there's plenty of time left we can get towards the end of the season see how he gets on over the winter months and over the full season because it's going to be a long season and the team will be very different 
For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's going to be a long season, and I think as supporters, we kind of need to... Make your mind up a wee bit on Ange because I, I was thinking about it, after, especially after the Leverkusen game, which we're about to get on to, but this domestic game, I feel like it's eased a wee bit of pressure yeah. on, on Ange because the pressure was building and I think, look, I'm a bit reactionary and hot-headed at times and all that, but we, we can't we can ramp up the pressure as fans on a rebuild project that we... like. Even last season, everyone sort of accepted it's going to take at least a season to get this team back on track, or at least a couple of months. Or, but we're not even letting it... We, we kind of said this, aye, it's going to be a rebuild, we're going to need this, that, and the next thing. We're kind of aware of all the injuries and issues that the managers had, but we're not even letting the thing get to Christmas. It's October and people are already saying, oh, Ange's not got it, or oh, you can't do this, you can't do yeah. that. And Find a way to win games, was that you last week? Well, he did find a way to win a game, didn't yes. he? So he was listening and he, and he put, put the words into action. But, he, but he, the fact of the matter is... The rebuild is going to be difficult. It's going to Quite be up. it's going to be ugly. And although I'm not accepting losing to Livingston and drop points to Dundee all the time, it, some of these wins are going to be ugly. And oh yes, we are going to drop points where we don't expect them. Yeah. But I think there's an element of as fans and feel free to. Dis- we, I, I've just we need to trust the process a wee bit. We need we need we might as well back the guy. No, if, okay. if the team are going to lose the league, they're going to lose it with us no backing them or backing them either way. But I do not. I mean, part of me is a wee bit scared of. If we lose Ange, right? Who the hell? I mean, where does the board? Who do the board get? And you, I don't trust them for a minute to go and no. get somebody competent. In. Well, so we need to trust the process and we back the guy. That's why I completely agree with that. I don't think there's any sense in turning this up at this moment. No. I know there's no real call for that, but people are tense about it. But I think it's because I reckon if that Aberdeen game went a different way, there would be serious, there would be, serious questions. There, there about would it. be, of course, there would. But I think it's because we've been crap for so long and people are getting antsy about it and people really are, are used to a certain level of success. I'm not saying anyone's entitled, but it's hard to go from being the best team in the country to really poor overnight. Mm. And I think people it, it makes people tense and nervous about it. Where are we going? And every result would catastrophize every lost point. But the, I can't think of any alternative to this just now because if we tear up someone who, on the surface of things, seems to have a long-term plan for it, a long-term yeah. vision... Where do we go from that? I'm not saying he's the exact right man for the job because the truth is I don't mm. know. I, I, I believe he is because it's up to the individual to go and do your own research, find out what kind of guy he is, what kind of coach he is, what he's worked like in the do past. Do your research. Do your research. <laughs> <laughs> Vaccines and, and Ange, do your own <laughs> research. But we did all that. We did all that in the summer and I think unanimously agreed on this podcast that he seems like the right guy to do it. But what the alternative is, is we could bin him just now and get Jack Ross. Yeah, or get someone Strack, else in. Get Strachan in. It's either a safe pair of hands like English <laughs> oh, teams yeah. do. Right, English teams go out and do that. They'll bin a foreign coach or whatever. Mm. They'll bin some, some Portuguese coach or whatever. Marco Silva, and they'll go and get Sam Allardyce. Yeah. And that might result in an upturn in form. It mm. might result in short-term gains. But that's not what we want. We want something a bit longer term yeah. than that. If we get rid of Ange Postecoglou, 
what we're going to have to do is go for a guy like that. We're going to have to get Neil Lennon or Gordon Strachan mm. or we find another guy who fits the ex- almost the exact same profile as Ange Postecoglou. So those are the two choices and, for me. And the difficulty we've got is, well, it's not difficulty, right? But the difference we've got here with Ange Postecoglou is this is kind of the, the Ange trajectory. It, things yeah. come in. And I saw an Australian journalist tweet, or maybe it was a Japanese, they covered Japanese football, but he was definitely one of these guys. That Dan Olivitz, yeah. Is that who yeah. it was? Yeah. yeah, and he says, this is, glad you could remember because I was yeah. Googling it as well. <laughs> um, he says, this is textbook Ange. Yeah. Defenders not sure of the role, dropping points should be dropping, struggling to win. This is textbook Ange first season. And, you know, if there's a lot of fan pressure to get rid of Ange because we're no looking as if we're going to win the league or we're no looking as if we're doing as well as fan expectation is, and that's fair enough. That also gives the board an easy win. Do you know what I mean? If the fans start to turn against the manager, the, the board might see that as an opportunity. Now, I don't think it's going to work, but they might see it in their poor decision-making mind to, to say, well, do you know what? Easy win here. This guy's not doing it. We'll swoop in, save the day and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I don't think there's... See, to be honest, as those words were coming out of my mouth, it seemed a bit far-fetched, but you know what? Yeah. Let's just roll with it. It just seems that it all hinged on that result there because if it hadn't it went well we could you could start to see people who are maybe having wee doubts those doubts would grow but with this I think we need to stick with it for at least this season probably beyond because mm-hmm. I don't I don't think it's going to be difficult to win the league this year and I don't think anybody's going to come in and instantly do better Do you know better. what the difficult for me is though and I've, I see this a lot online and like like sometimes like when I'm talking to my dad about the football, talking to people my dad's age about the football, there's no that that doesn't work for them. No. Do you know what I mean? Celtic Football Club win and the, the reason Celtic need to win every game is fan pressure, history, the way the club's always been, the way people are used to it. And, you know, we're, we might not be Man U or Barcelona or in one of these massive leagues, do you know what I mean? Competing at the highest the two highest bad level. Examples, really. <laughs> I, I don't really and I was talking about teams and no, it's not really, it's two underperforming teams yeah, that, yeah. That, that usually win and, and big leagues, but the the difficulty we've got and the reason that job's maybe our job's maybe a wee bit more difficult is because you do need to win the yeah. majority of your games. It's just the fact of the matter. And I'm, like some of these people they, that I re- was referring to earlier, that, that, let's call them like the non-social media Celtic fans, even though some of them exist on social media, they're still questioning like, you see graphics going about, look where Ralston is, no wonder we're losing a goal. And it's because Ralston's in midfield. And you think, but this is the way Ange wants to play. And, he, yeah. and I think there's an element of he needs to break the back of this horse. Yeah. These players need to understand this is the way we are going to play. And if you can't play that way... Cruel to animals, which oh, I, I don't. I don't think they literally break the back of a horse. I think it's <laughs> right. just... Oh, no, I meant to say break the horse in. This is why, <laughs> with this thing, I do think you need to go all in an Ange. And, and mm. see when people are saying Ange has to be a wee bit more pragmatic, I would say don't, don't change it. Because if you're a new manager <laughs> coming in, into this team, and it's been a shambles, and you've got this way mm. of playing... You have to show the players you 100% believe in it. And yeah. if it's going wrong at some point, you can't back down from that because then it just crumbles around you. And while we are talking about this rebuild and this team's not good enough mm. and it'll be different come three windows and this guy's not good enough and this guy's, why should he sacrifice what the way he wants to play because one guy or two guys aren't good enough? What happens long term is you get the players playing this way you find out who can do it and who can't and you replace the ones who can't and you go forward like this it's going to take Leverkusen getting beat 4-0 a Mm. very good team but these European games we've got a very tough draw here 
it's going to interrupt this league form because we're getting beat by these teams. But long term, I think it will benefit us more See, going forward. On, on the Leverkusen thing, I was watching it and I thought this was like abject at times. And then you, you kind of look back at the game and you, you, you lose a wee bit of perspective in the 90 minutes. But you look at Leverkusen are joint top of the, no, the Bundesliga. Yeah. See if that was Bayern Munich that came and beat us 4 0. Last season, we're losing 4 0, 4 1 to Sparta, going absolutely nowhere. Here we're losing 4-0 a Leverkusen team, a manager who's actually trying to build somewhere, yeah. build something and take the team somewhere. And then on the pragmatism, a lot of people say, this is suicide tactics, this is kamikaze tactics. I, d- I don't know if it's, it's true, but maybe Ange's looking at the, t- he's looking at his fullbacks, Ralston Montgomery, he's looking at the players available to him, he knows they're no ideal and he's thinking to himself, I'm going to lose this game anyway, probably we're going to struggle getting into this game. Why don't we go fighting? Because it's worked. It worked for AZ. Yeah. Taking the game to the better team yeah. has worked in the past. And maybe Ange just thought, well, that's going to be my approach to the game. I'm just going to go and try and... and how many times as fans have we sat in the stand and we've, we've seen managers try to be pragmatic, we've still get pumped. Yeah. And we thought, well, at least you want to go and leave one on them, Stephen. Well, that's a, that's been a kind of a bit of a myth about <clears throat> Brendan Rodgers' time, about how he refused to change his approach in Europe. No, he didn't. I remember games where we turned up to play Barcelona with a flat back five. Uh, five still four, get, still, still get absolutely drilled. So <laughs> there's not there's not necessarily there's not necessarily any benefit to cha- to temporarily changing your tactics just to hopefully do a bit of damage mm. control. I firmly believe Leverkusen were going to win that game regardless. Oh, See if we'd gone up got, full team out. Yeah, if we uh, tried to shore things up a wee bit. They would have found a way, found a way to win that mm. game. They're a much better team than Celtic. I'm not being defeatist or anything like that. I'm just being realistic. They were a cracking team. And and I, I imagine we'd have sat back for 90 yeah. minutes. Exactly. Let's, let's talk about the Leverkusen yeah. goals as well. I mean, well, just before we get on to the goals. Uh, no, I was just going to run through the nature of them. I wasn't going to go into the description. I just mean to, to reinforce Steve's yeah. point about we're definitely going to lose. One was a wonder strike when the game was already done. <laughs> yeah. One was a penalty. One was a cruel mistake in the box. And their keeper had a wonder game. I mean, I, I'm not making excuses, but an, an alternative universe somewhere that that could have been 1-0 2-1 an easy defeat or a draw you know what I mean it was it was a pumping on the night and it looked bad some of the player performances looked Anthony Ralston woefully out of his depth just we've been saying it for weeks I we're all proud of him came through the Celtic he's one of us and and he tries his absolute heart out but he just does not have the tools to do what the manager wants him to do yeah and he's going to be one of the ones going forward he's going to get replaced I think despite how he wasn't playing great he was the one towards the end of the game that was still going forward still yeah. trying his heart out and we don't want to praise mediocrity but if everybody done that then it maybe we wouldn't have conceded that last goal and as you're talking about Ralston this might be a wee bit controversial but that game would have been so much different if Kyogo could have finished a chance mm, he had yeah. four great chances yeah. the one he goes you're through, right to that because we criticised a jetty for it yeah. we criticised I, I switched between a yetty and a jetty I know <laughs> somebody <laughs> was cracking up about somebody that your Rogic and Rogic uh, so I'm going to just keep doing it um, <laughs> it makes good for the comments um, we, we did we criticised a yeti for that um, not finishing those chances we've got to criticise well, Agity isn't very mm. a very good striker oh, though. we're talking about this by the way up uh, Packy Bonner on the radio. Oh, oh. with it, Giac Omakis. That's I think I got that right. GK, <laughs> it was GK Omakis. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> can they not just have a just a brief meeting before they? And can broadcast? you not change his name? Because I feel really uncomfortable saying Packy Bonner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you put Bonner at the end of that as well. That would have been a hell of a I clip know. to take from this. Uh, I know. Can they not just have a production meeting? Look, guys. Sound it out. Yes. What what I remember being taught in primary school is 
sound out the letters mm. and then give it your best shot. Don't just have a run at it and make something up. That it wasn't worse than John Hughes saying Popsta Kogaloo or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, John Hughes is a saint and I won't have yeah, a lot yeah, exactly. Two weeks in a row. Uh, can I just go back to Kyogo? But uh, just because of those chances, <sighs> but the, the one where he goes through the, the they had a goal disallowed from the off, it was just rightly offside. We went up the pitch and he gets into a great position, goes round the keeper, and Jonathan Tad does brilliant. But yeah. the the second one where he's put through and the keeper saves it, he should do better with that mm. one. There was mm. one when we were two 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 or three nil down. It comes as a rebound from a, a shot, and he blazes it wide. Any one of these goes in, it completely changes mm. the whole complexion of the game. Celtic had decent chances, but we had decent chances. We played well for twenty five minutes. We make one mistake in Turnbull, which is. He'll never make that mistake again in his life. It was I've never seen anything like it what on was a he football. Doing? I, I don't was think he trying to let it run through his legs, or did he just have a glitch? I, I think he was going to let it run through, but he's seen it wasn't there wasn't enough pace in the ball, mm. so he changed his mind and then he just melted. And uh, kind of weirdly just nudged the ball and then just fell over. Yeah. So I think uh, it was as just soon that, as you lose that, but that uh, just sucks the momentum out the mm. game, out the crowd. The second goal again is just Ralston losing it in midfield, and within seconds the ball's in the back of the net. These are the mm. levels. In that Leverkusen game, I liked, I didn't like getting beat, but I liked being able to, I'd like to think Andrew would say to the players, look, that's what we aspire to. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a very, very, very good team, but they're not full of superstars. They have a system, they have pace, they have a lot of talent. They're young players. We can be like that if we can stick with this. And that's why Celtic should stick with this formation going forward, because Leverkusen, these are the games you'll learn more in. We'll learn more from that than you will five, ten games in the Scottish Premier League. I'm honestly, as well, Stephen, struggling. It's been a real roller coaster with the Europa League because yeah. it was a must win. We must absolutely get European football. And then it was, oh, we're not going to get it anyway. Now we're in it. We're like, right, we're in it. We're going to do something. Let's here. get a point. Let's get a point. <laughs> Leverkusen had a look, a third favourites to win the whole thing. <sighs> Their third favourites to win the whole tournament. We did take a scalping, an absolute scalping off of them. And now I'm, um, that's, you know, we, we lost the bets as well. And now I'm like, it's a total distraction. The, the, yeah. It's a sideshow for, for us, this uh, this European stuff. And see, to be honest, I wouldn't be 100% surprised if fans went, right, let's just get these next few games over and then, you know, out the tournament <laughs> and just concentrate on league duty. Uh, possibly. I think there's, there are realities when you're dealing with Celtic in Europe. We're only going to go so far. I mean, mm-hmm. we're never going to really, we're never going to win any of these tournaments in our current state. Of course, it's a long way off. But you, you, you like to try your best to get points because it builds confidence. It builds a wee bit of momentum. The best chance of winning the next game is winning the previous one, mm. in my in my belief. But the, did you invent that? No, no, probably not. <laughs> but repackaged it. <laughs> wouldn't be the first thing we've completely stolen and passed off as our own on here. But I, I do take the point that it, it's probably going to be quite difficult, and we're probably going to go out of this with a bit mm. of a whimper. The thing with Leverkusen is. You're you're right to point out that the it would have been different had we lost in that manner to Bayern Munich because there's a certain perception there. This isn't the first time that we have come a cropper against non-traditional European giants. If mm. you know what I mean, like they are good teams in Europe, such as Salzburg and Leipzig and Mönchengladbach back back in the day. Yeah. Come up against these teams who aren't the aren't the big guns. They're not Man United, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, event like that. They don't have those big storied names. But we run into these teams when they're on the way up and they're really well-run clubs and mm. they've got their recruitment oh, right and all. That, man. Imagine <laughs> well-run. I'm so jealous. But it's, <laughs> they're a really good team. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, 
it doesn't matter that they're not Bayern Munich. The fact is they're just they're really well. What could well the Celtic oiled. done better on the night though? Because there's always things we can improve on, and we can't just sit here on a Celtic podcast and go, "Oh, hands up! We all thought we were going to get beaten. We did get there's, beat." And this is very easy to say, but there's a certain element of the it's the Celtic in Europe thing. It's the heads kind of go for a, they get mm. fried a wee bit after we concede goals. And there was one point I can't remember if I asked after the second or third goal where. We conceded and then went to take centre and Adam Montgomery passed it straight into oh, midfield aye. and they broke away. This is seconds after we've scored and I thought, oh, here, here we go again. We're going to end up conceding about three or four in the usual 10-minute period. So I, I wish we were better at that. I wish we were better at just gathering ourselves a wee bit, kind of managing the occasion a wee bit better, not letting the heads go. I know that's it's very difficult to actually action that rather mm-hmm. than just say it. I'm not a psychologist or anything like that, but it's, I, I really wish we had a better, a better confidence about the team where... We consider the goal. Nothing changes. the The system stays the same. The mm. objectives still still remain, rather than that kind of flaky period we have for five minutes after every goal goes in. This is why I think for this season we need to stick with this uh, formation, this way of playing, and just ride it out. Because once we get to next season, everybody should know what they're doing. And if we go a goal down, we can draw on like this and go. Do you know what? We can come back here because looking at it, the things you talk about, Stephen, all the things that like. Why does this happen to Celtic? But every time a new manager comes into Celtic and goes into Europe, they never absolutely storm it because it's building a new team. Yeah, it's a Neil new Lennon. <laughs> uh, Neil Lennon didn't qualify for Europe for two years. He ah, did that, that first version, shocker, that first version doesn't count. I'm talking about the the most recent Lazio effort and all that carry on. Oh, when he get pumped out by collusion to qualify, <laughs> <laughs> hey. play Cal McGregor left back. I can't win. When managers come in, it's very difficult. Brendan Rodgers somehow managed to qualify for the Champions League, but he was mm. an exceptional manager and inherited a decent squad. So with this, we have to keep these players playing this way so they know when it comes to next season in Europe when we can maybe aspire to be like Leverkusen, we can draw on this and go, like, this is it. We've let in a goal, but we all know what we're doing. Nothing changes. We play the same way and we go again. Right now, it's disjointed. Some players like Montgomery, Ralston, yeah, that's, aren't going to be there look, long That's it, exactly. When you're looking through that squad, Ralston, Montgomery, definitely not going to be fullbacks. And this is something that Ange alluded to in a, in a uh, press conference. Yeah. He's like, I've yeah. lost, I don't have my first choice fullbacks. Tommy Rogic, Abada, probably not going to be there either. There's questions over whether... Carter Vickers and Starfelt will be first choice once Julian These comes are all back. Young guys as well. Yeah. Carter Vickers is twenty, Montgomery yeah. Ralston fairly young going into the midfield. Do you want Rogic, Tumble and McGregor in there? You mm. probably want one or two of them going forward and the two wide players are young. Kyogo will be decent, but it's just It just all tells the same story, doesn't it? It's just a team in transition. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a, but you do have to juggle both things, you know. There's and but I just don't I just I'm not really giving them a free pass for the Leverkusen game as such because I thought a lot of our play was crap. So disjointed. One thing I've noticed with Celtic recently, and I noticed in the Leverkusen game, Stephen, and the Aberdeen game, see them in a misplaced passes. Yeah, mm. simple ones as Aye. well. I think it's confidence, but... that Those are quite worrying, I think, the, the misplaced passes. And the, the thing we kind of alluded to that we might talk about earlier, the moment where Joe Hart stood with the ball at his feet yeah, for 30 yeah. seconds, which was just inexplicable when at the game... Those are those are slightly concerning because that's not what that's, Anna, that's people no want the ball. Yeah, that, that's not that. what an Ange team should look like. I'm mm. not I'm not going to get into the various kind of I don't know quite dogmatic approaches to describing his system and all that because mm. football's quite a fluid game. Things change all the time. But what we don't want to see is nobody showing for the ball, and I feel like it happens quite a yeah, lot just we now. Do. 
Um, this is why the the defence gets into the trouble that it does. Yeah. I think it, I think it's not a defensive to an extent a defensive problem, but I think it's a midfield problem. Yeah, yeah. Example. I mean, it definitely is. It definitely yeah. is a midfield. I mean, Tom Rogic hates hundred percent. Tom Rogic. He, he gave the ball so away so many times in that game, and Tumble sort of became a bit of the kind of whipping boy mm-hmm. this yeah. season, but. That, in that game Tom Rogic gave up and he just gave up the ghost when he gave it away and when that happens and at this level as we've seen with the Turnbull mistake you get punished and the pace and quality that they oh. their front the front the three <laughs> behind the striker had was unbelievable I've never seen a team so quick in transition and we get ripped apart by it and this is the way Andrew's going to play that's going to happen But and that's one thing ha- Callum McGregor pointed to as well wasn't it he pointed to yeah. the, 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 that we struggle in transition mm. and that's going to happen because we don't have mobility in midfield. Cal McGregor can mm. get about, but Turnbull and Rogic, maybe not so much. But this is where you have to learn how to play the way he wants to play. But also, don't be giving silly goals away. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Teams rip us apart. We did get ripped apart a couple of times. And Bayer Leverkusen, as we've said, great team. Mm. But the Turnbull one, the penalties a wee bit unfortunate. But it's Ralston losing the ball in midfield. It's these simple things that if we cut that out... That's a game that maybe we will lose one nil, or if Kyogo scores one of his chances, yeah. you can get a draw. And in a frantic a start to the game. So, mm. are you saying, Melly? Basically, what you're saying is there's no plan B. Plan B is do plan A better. Yeah, I think that's the way it should right. be. And look, from what I've learned from Ange, is he does have different systems. When he was Australia manager, he played a four three two one, and I think that's right. You can say what you like. Nobody's going to. Say that. <laughs> it's like a Christmas tree four three two um, one, isn't it? He played uh, a four four two diamond, so he can mix it up. But right now, I think he's just getting the players to play this way, and then once everybody's sure of it, we're going to do it. It's short term pain for long term gain for me. This Europa League group, the French Virus games are the two games we're really targeting, yeah. and even then they were a Champions League group uh, yeah. team mm-hmm. last year, so there's no mugs. So we're going to need to ride it out in this. Problem with it is, is taking these beatings in between the league games hampers the confidence. But I think once we get this over and kick on into the new year, you'll really see Celtic. It, kick it's on. in Ange's hands. It is in Ange's hands. It's up to him to win the games. If he's not winning the games because he's he's playing a certain way, it's up to him to nurse the players through. If he needs a hand, though, Stephen, a couple of guys in studio look as if they're happy to help. A couple of pearls <laughs> of wisdom from Neil Francis <laughs> Lennon and Paul Francis Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> PFL, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Th- those those two were strongly offering their opinion. Do you know what the best thing about having the three match package for the Europa League is that I don't need to do any punditry. I'm no, at the game and I don't yes. need to do any of that stuff. Yeah, for those two those two guys to sit there and talk about what is and isn't acceptable yeah. as a Celtic manager was it quite incredible. I, I, when I came back from the game and everybody was talking about Lennon and Lambert, I expected the worst because we, we don't we don't hear it. We're at the game, so I expected the worst. I don't know if it was as bad, but I had to laugh at Lambert sitting there talking about how oh you just don't you don't lose four 0 at home. Every every Celtic manager had poor results at home in Europe. We have had we've been on the I mean we've been on the end of a European William. Yeah, but almost every year one comes around. Almost well, every year. We're not the only ones either. You no. see, the rich get richer in in, in these mm. competitions, and it was just harder. The gap gets bigger every year, especially with Celtic. This is why we want Celtic to do more wee things behind the scenes, right, to try and bridge this gap. I saw but the Hibs uh, director of football or whatever guy has mm. uh, whatever position was. He left. I wonder yeah. if he'll take the journey across the M8 because we've still not got one of those. <laughs> we don't have a CEO either. No. FYI, no, and. Th- the thing on these results is 
there's no convincing me at all that losing 4-3 at home to Cluj or 4-1 at home to Sparta Prague is worse than no. the, the, the nil that happens to be in the Bayer Leverkusen thing. Uh, uh, that's very silly indeed. But yeah, on the director of football stuff, we'll have more more endless podcasts on that probably yeah, coming soon because Project Rebuild is just rolling on and on good little money maker that Project Rebuild <laughs> patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims the the Leverkusen game hammers that home again because mm. that's another well run club that's coming to Celtic Park and absolutely pasting us yeah. and it, it just seems like every season we see these teams or maybe we should be like them and the list that we are wanting to be like <laughs> is getting yeah. longer and the list of things we have to do is getting longer <laughs> and the list of things we've done is and blank it's, do you know what's hilarious it's not like it's a mystery it's no. not like the secret to being a well run club is like like Iron Brew or I don't know Coca-Cola there's no secret recipe all these clubs turn up every season well yep. run with directors of football and coaches. We get to see how many coaches they've got and how many directors of football. We get to see everything that they do. It's all out in the open. Oh, it's all, it's all we... Salzburg and Ajax. <laughs> and... Oh, it's okay, it's empty. And we go, um, and we go. Oh, we don't need to do that. Yeah. It's all Salzburgs and Ajaxes and Leipzigs and all that these these days. I, I reckon Barcelona are sitting at their window just staring out into the rain. <laughs> I remember when Celtic wanted to be like us back in the day. But the, the, I mean, without you know hammering the point home, all these teams were on the level with us in Europe back when Gordon Strachan was Celtic manager yeah, whatever gone now. And, and they've all just went and we've just went dun, 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 bumble, bumbled along um, the one thing that has held us back and continues to hold us back is injuries yes um, we got Kyogo back and we got McGregor back for the Leverkusen game they were thrust in there I liked how Ange played a wee bit of sneaky oh, sneaky yeah. there um, I liked it as well he said he was asked about the three. So he was asked mm. about Kyogo, McGregor and Yakumakis. Mm. He was asked if there's any chance of all three of them starting the game. And he said there was 0% chance of all three of them yeah. starting the game. So we should have should have seen it there and then. There was two of them in. But he did say with an international break coming up, if anybody gets injured on an international break, just don't bother coming back. <sighs> and that's kind of that... Dodgy choice of words when it comes to international. It's a... What's the state in country? Is that what you say? He goes... He goes... Um, he goes uh, and to me, I know it's a joke and all that, but it does let you know that you know these injuries are also something that's playing on his mind, and we just can't afford any more, can we? With this international <laughs> no. break, so all we can offer now is just yeah. don't get any more. And it's a, a chance for players like Jackamacus, McCarthy, Julian, uh, Forrest, mm. all to really push on and try and up the fitness. I don't know if they'll arrange a game towards the end of this week where they can get some players game time even guys like Scales I mean that's five players even if they are not ready to start five players off the bench that at least are options the yeah. bench on yesterday just was a winger away from looking quite good wasn't yeah. it where yeah. it's all players that go do you know what if they were playing it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that much weaker so we'll just we just need to get there with this if we could have Forrest Mikey Johnston even Karamoko just some options because we're going to need it going forward and it showed that yesterday Two players coming off the bench. That was the difference between drawing one each with Aberdeen and drawing one each with Dundee United. Mm. It changes to make and it changed the game. And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us on this episode of 20 Minute Tims, number 276, where we discussed Celtic versus Leverkusen and Celtic versus Aberdeen. I am your host, Jamie, and these are my two podcast pals, Stephen. I'm waving for the the benefit of audio listeners only. And Melly. Thanks for listening. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.